want to talk about Russia and the deep state because there's this big misconception, even in parts of the liberty movement and conservative America, you know, well, because the, the liberals at the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes hate uh, Putin, he must be a good guy. He must be defending us from the new world order and the deep state and the globalists. Um, unfortunately, that is not the case. And uh, we're going to go through some of the reasons why there's, there's so much evidence on this. And um, I, I originally approached this question with kind of an open mind. You know, uh, I, I knew Putin used to be the head of the KGB and, you know, people can change, right? I mean, you know, Saul was, uh, you know, a persecutor of Christians and he eventually became, uh, you know, big time evangelist. So people can change. There's no doubt about it. But did Putin change? Well, that's uh, an interesting question. Um, I would submit to you that he did not. But uh, let's go back a little bit in time, back to the early 1900s and um, the Russian Revolution, right? It was portrayed in the media to the public as an uprising against the capitalists, against the mega bankers, against the elite uh, by the working class. The reality is that it was quite the opposite. In fact, um, the deep state, if you will, the deep state of the early 1900s, played a crucial role in bringing the Bolsheviks to power. Um, I would like to encourage you to read an important, actually a crucial book on this. And again, I don't think you can understand the deep state or what's happening if you don't understand this crucial component of it. Uh, there was a book written by one of America's premier historians, uh, Stanford professor Anthony Sutton, called Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. And this is one of those books, you know, it just like blows your mind. Uh, so get a copy of this book and read it because it explains that Wall Street deep state financiers in New York helped finance the Russian Revolution and the overthrow of the Tsar so that they could enslave Russia under communist tyranny. So not quite the working class, right? I mean, Wall Street's like the opposite of the working class. So we were sold a bill of goods, and I think we're still being sold a bill of goods today uh, in, in so many ways, right? I, one of the key things to talk about when you talk about Russia, uh, you know, did communism really collapse? We, we were all told, you know, I, I was just a little kid, just a few years old, but oh, the, the Soviet Union has collapsed. Woohoo, freedom won. But did it really? Well. According to KGB disinformation specialist Anatoly Golichin, uh, actually uh, probably one of the most important defectors ever from the Soviet Union. This guy was working in the disinformation department of the KGB, Department D. And uh, when he defected to the United States, he revealed this incredible plan of disinformation that the Soviet Union was involved in. He said, basically, um, we decided that we were going to trick the West. We were going to have a fake collapse of the Soviet Union. He made something like 200 very specific predictions. Uh, eventually, these revelations were published in a, in, in a, in a couple of books, uh, The Perestroika, Deception, and New Lies for the Old. If you haven't read them, I recommend you get a copy. But uh, these were in the early 80s, you know, long before these things actually happened. He made these very specific predictions. He said there would be an, a liberalization in Eastern Europe. Maybe even the Berlin Wall would come down. You know, talked about specific figures. You know, there would be fake anti-communist leaders who were really working for the communists who would help bring about, um, you know, the fall of communism. In Poland, uh, Lech Walesa is one of these people, right? We found out much later from uh, declassified documents that Lech Walesa was actually working for the KGB. His code name was uh, Bolek. And uh, in the Perestroika Deception, uh, Anatoly Golichin concludes that when the right moment comes, the mask will be dropped and the Russians, with Chinese help, will seek to impose their system on the West on their terms. 
as the culmination of a second October socialist revolution. So these people aren't playing, right? Kind of a, a side note, you know, we talk a lot about Islamic terror. Well, there's a lot more to that picture too, and a lot of it goes right back to Moscow. Now, it's true, the deep state in the United States, right, the CIA and others have been very, very instrumental in a lot of the terrorism that we've seen around the world. You know, false flags, uh, you know, radicalizing people, using jihadists in Afghanistan to, you know, under the guise of fighting the Soviet Union, the Mujahideen. Of course, they chose the, the most outrageous band of gangsters they could find. Uh, you know, you can thank uh, deep state operative Zbigniew Brzezinski for that. Uh, and of course, Henry Kissinger and others. But anyways, uh, a lot of the terrorism really has come from the Kremlin. They sent thousands of agents into the Middle East to radicalize uh, Muslims and turn them against the United States, turn them against uh, freedom, uh, tell them that the U.S. was the great Satan and so on. Um, and, you know, that was really problematic. But now as for the question of whether things have changed, is, is Putin really this heroic Christian hero who's going to save us from the new world order? Uh, the answer, I think, is very clearly no. Um, and how do we know this? Well, there's a lot of ways. I think one of the crucial things we need to look at is what is the agenda of the deep state? What is the strategy of the deep state? And if you watch our episode that we did on how they're using regional governments to build the new world order, you will see that uh, one of the crucial puzzle pieces here is the Eurasian Union. And uh, Vladimir Putin is building this Eurasian Union, uh, a crucial component of the New World Order, by the way, this regional government. It brings in Russia and Belarus and Kazakhstan and some of these other uh, former Soviet republics under this umbrella entity, kind of like a European Union, but for Russia and, and the former Soviet Union. And Putin actually has shed some light on this. He, he wrote an op-ed in Izvestia, which was now published on the Kremlin's official website. He said, in line with this idea, we propose setting up a harmonized community of economies stretching from Lisbon to Vladivostok, a free trade zone, and even employing more sophisticated integration patterns. Now, this fits perfectly with the New World Order strategy of building up regional governments like the European Union, the African Union, the North American Union, the Union of South American States on the road to a global system. Um, and Putin has been a key champion of this even outside of Eurasia. For example, he went down to Latin America with the mass murdering dictator of China. They went to go visit their uh, close buddies in Havana. And they said, uh, Putin said that we support a united Latin America that is becoming an important part of the emerging polycentric world order. Another term they use a lot is the multipolar world order. And so this new world order, as a Western deep state globalists have also made clear, is not going to be dominated by the United States anymore. You know, we've explained how China is going to play a key role there. And so they're kind of spreading out power. You know, they've used the United States for what they need it for. Now this multipolar new world order is going to have a lot of different power centers all under a centralized authority. And of course, Russia has been supporting this every step of the way. Um, for example, uh, they have been one of the premier supporters of a global currency. Uh, Putin himself has advocated that uh, the IMF use the special drawing rights, which is kind of the proto-global currency, as the foundation to build this global reserve currency that would kick the dollar to the side and make use of this global currency that would be issued by the IMF. Uh, he's, of course, got a very, very good relationship, long-term relationship with Western globalists, including Henry Kissinger, right? This guy is the deep state behind the deep state, right? This guy is, is involved in all of it, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg, you know, you name it, Kissinger is there. Of course, the Secret Societies, Bohemian Grove, and all the rest of it. 
Um, and he's one of the lead strategists of the New World Order. You know, he's been a, a Secretary of State and a National Security Advisor, all these different jobs. And he's a close personal friend of Putin. These guys go to each other's houses for dinner, right? Uh, you know, Trump so much as mentions Russia and suddenly, oh my goodness, he's a Kremlin agent and blah, blah, blah. And yet Putin invites Henry Kissinger to his house for dinner. Isn't that cute? Um, and it's Western globalists have been very clear about this, too. In 2012, Putin went over to Brussels and had meetings with senior EU leaders. Uh, Herman von Rompuy, the EU president at the time. The, yes, they have an EU president, right? Speaking of regionalization on the road to globalization. And Herman von Rompuy, uh, you know, very open globalist about the setting up of this new world order. He said, by working together, the EU and Russia can make a decisive contribution to global governance and regional conflict resolution to global economic governance in the G8 and G20 and to a broad range of international and regional issues. Working with the BRICS, you know, the Brazil, Russia, India, Communist China and South Africa, uh, they came out with this declaration in 2013. They said the UN enjoys universal membership and is at the center of global governance. Uh, we underscore our commitment to work together in the UN to continue our cooperation, strengthen multilateral approaches in international relations based on the rule of law and anchored in the charter of the United Nations. And so you might say, well, you know, the globalists, they seem to be advocating for war, right? If you watch the fake media, they're just constantly banging the war drums about Putin this, Putin that, Ukraine this, Trump this, that and the other. And, you know, the conspiracy theorists with the tinfoil hats that think Trump is actually, a, you know, an agent of Putin. Well. How do we explain this? And it's actually not that difficult. Um, in 1962, this is another crucial document for understanding the deep state. In 1962, Lincoln Bloomfield, a member of the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations, wrote a report funded by the State Department for the Institute for Defense Analyses. It was called A World Effectively Controlled by the United Nations. There's a lot of information in there if you want to understand their strategy. But one of the key conclusions from the report in terms of how to reach a world controlled by the United Nations, they said, we concluded that in theory it could come about in the short, medium, or long run by a brink of war or a war combined with the development of evolutionary trends that might favor it as the time span stretches out. And so what they're telling us is that war or the threat of war is a crucial tool for getting people to abandon national sovereignty and submit to regional and global governance. So we saw this very clearly in the European Union, we see it in the African Union, and we're seeing it now at the global level. Right. Um, and actually, they're using it right now in Europe and Russia. The, the Europeans say, oh, look at scary Putin. We need a deeper European Union so that we can defend ourselves. We need a European Union military to defend against Putin. And Putin says, oh, look at those Europeans. We need a Eurasian Union so we can compete against the European Union. It's all a big scam. It's all part of the deep state plan. We need to expose it. We need to stop it. So make sure you like this video, subscribe, share, and uh, help us get the word out. And uh, if you're not yet a subscriber to the New American Magazine, you know, it's the key, the premier source for information about the deep state, their agenda to uh, bring us all under subjection. So make sure you check that out. Thanks again. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State, and we'll see you next week.